Uh, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball with me, Jamie Shea, Senior Fellow at Friends of Europe. Uh, I'm in London, and just outside my window at Piccadilly Circus, I can see the Christmas lights already on, uh, which means that we are now four weeks away from Christmas, and therefore we're heading into the winter. Uh, more seriously, this, of course, means that over in Ukraine, uh, the fighting will have to stop pretty soon uh, as temperatures go down to minus 20, minus 25 Celsius, uh, and as military operations become impossible. Uh, and that means that both sides, both Kiev and Moscow, will be not only licking their wounds after some very heavy fighting uh, uh, over the last uh, eight to nine months, but also assessing where they stand in this war, which is not now going to be a short war and which is definitely going to go into a third uh, year. Moscow is probably going to be the happier uh, of the two sides when it does the assessment. Uh, certainly the Russians have not won, but as I've often said, they win by not losing, by simply holding on to their 17% of Ukrainian territory uh, in, in the hope that eventually Ukrainian resistance will be worn down, the international community will tire of the war, uh, the stalemate will go on, and Zelensky will be pushed to the negotiating table reluctantly, but forced to make territorial concessions to Russia. So Moscow certainly thinks it's got time on its side. The Russians have also seen that their defence fortifications, which they dug last winter, have performed very well indeed. Uh, all of those mines and tank traps have succeeded in holding up uh, the Ukrainian spring offensive and confining it to a success of only 30 uh, square uh, kilometers. The Ukrainians have realized that to uh, take risks means losing troops, and uh, they can, because of demographics, less afford to lose troops vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, Russia. In, in third place, uh, the Russians have seen that they're able to ride out, at least so far, the impact of the swinging economic sanctions, uh, getting weapons from uh, Iran, from North Korea, uh, electronic components from suppliers around the world, including uh, China, and keep their defence production going. They've also increased their defence budget by 50% recently, showing that they still intend to stay in the war for much uh, longer. Uh, thirdly, uh, there are signs of increasing Ukraine fatigue uh, about. Uh, we've all seen the debates among the Republicans in the U.S. Congress, the difficulties that uh, President Biden has in getting extra funding uh, for uh, Ukraine. The Pentagon is down to its last five billion dollars uh, and the packages are still coming forward, but they're much smaller, both in dollar terms and amounts than what we were seeing this time last year. And then finally, the Gaza conflict, of course, has completely pushed uh, Ukraine off the front pages of our newspapers. Uh, and off the TV uh, bulletins. Uh, that means that there's been less scope for President Zelensky to give us his inspirational and defiant speeches uh, and to keep the Ukrainian cause visible uh, in Western public opinion. Uh, out of sight, unfortunately, in this media age in which we live, is too often out of mind. So it's important both for Ukraine and its Western partners to take the winter pause, not simply as a rest period, but as a incentive to a, for a serious strategic rethink as to where we're going in this war and how we can help the Ukrainians to still win, at least in terms of uh, securing a settlement from Russia in their favour, not in Moscow's favour, and being able to liberate uh, their uh, territory. Uh, it's not as positive as it looked a year ago, but Ukraine still can prevail. But how can it do so? Well, in the first place, we need to seriously rethink the military uh, campaign. 
Uh, clearly, uh, putting tanks against fortified positions isn't going to work. The Ukrainian chief of defense, uh, uh, General uh, uh, has said that basically Ukraine needs new forms of technology. It, it needs more drones. It needs more uh, air uh, defense. Uh, it needs an air force. So getting the F-16s uh, to Ukraine uh, throughout the winter is going to be particularly important. More cruise missiles, more long-range artillery. Certainly, the Ukrainians have had some successes. Number one, they have prevented the Russians uh, from advancing uh, and at great losses. Uh, number two, they've pushed the Russian Navy out of quite sizable portions of the Black Sea, which has enabled them to uh, export their grain uh, along a new corridor to international markets. And thirdly, in the last couple of days, they've managed to sort of get across the Dnipro River south of Kherson and establish a bridgehead. And if they're able to hang on to that bridgehead, they could push south towards Crimea in the spring and cut the Russian forces uh, in, in, in two. That would be a major strategic humiliation of for uh, President uh, Putin. So the Ukrainians still have some advantages in their favor, but how can they exploit them? Well, they need uh, over the winter uh, help with intelligence, help with data processing, these long range systems, which I've uh, uh, spoken uh, about better uh, sensors so that they've got a better sense of what the Russians are up to as well, and considerably more quantities of ammunition than what they've been getting thus far, given the fact that they've been using as many as 16,000 155 millimeter shells uh, a, a week. Number two, defense industry. If the West is going to be giving less to Ukraine, Ukraine is going to have to produce more of its own weapons. It has 500 defense companies. And in the days of the Soviet Union, it produced a lot of the armaments uh, for the Soviet Union in terms of wide-bodied aircraft. Uh, it produced most of the missiles. It produced uh, jet engines, uh, for example, and many of the armored personnel carriers. Uh, and uh, Ukraine has shown uh, it, that its uh, civilian and defense uh, industries can adapt quickly, for example, in producing whole new generations of drones and anti-ship missiles that the Ukrainians have used successfully against the Russians in the Black Sea. Um, a couple of days ago, Rheinmetall, a big German arms manufacturer, announced that it was setting up a plant in Ukraine to repair uh, and upgrade a Leopard 1 and Leopard 2 tanks. If you can do this in Ukraine and get these tanks into the battlefield quickly, uh, it's just as good as procuring new tanks. Uh, so that's important. The United States next week is going to be organizing in Washington a major conference uh, of defense contractors to see how there can be more joint ventures between American companies and Ukrainian companies. And just a couple of weeks ago, Kiev hosted 250 Western defense executives also to look at more investment and more co-production. We need to move along these lines very, very quickly indeed, because the more weapons Ukraine produces itself with Western help, the less we will have to go looking on international markets for the scarce stocks of weaponry which are still available. In third place, we need to help to get Ukraine through the winter. The Russians are already uh, resorting to their old tactics of attacking the Ukrainian energy grid and gas supplies, uh, trying to shut the lights off and make life as miserable for the local population as can. So what the West has to do this winter is the same as that it did last winter, provide Ukraine with uh, reverse uh, gas flows, uh, with uh, uh, emergency uh, mobile transformers, 
uh, uh, for instance, uh, help it uh, to uh, with repair kits uh, to get its uh, infrastructure uh, back uh, online. Try to move as much of the grid underground as possible, and even as one uh, Ukrainian company has suggested, provide some of the major uh, energy storage sites with air defense to protect them against incoming Russian missiles. Uh, the next thing is to tighten the sanctions on Russia. Uh, there have been a number of quite pessimistic reports in the Western media over the last couple of days uh, pointing out that uh, the sanctions are not really working. Uh, Russia is exporting its oil. Uh, some companies are paying more than the $60, uh, 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 $60 pardon me, uh, a barrel a limit. Uh, established by the G7 uh, last year. Uh, Russia has found new markets for its nickel, uh, uh, for LNG, liquefied natural gas, which is still able to uh, export. The sanctions have not yet hit its diamond industry or its uh, nuclear industry. And unfortunately, there will always be disreputable business people in the West who are willing to help Russia evade the sanctions for the right price. Uh, we still are no further forward in freezing Russian assets parked abroad, such as the 210 billion uh, uh, euros of the Russian Central Bank uh, in the uh, EU. So a new push to tighten up the sanctions loopholes is also going to be needed. Finally, uh, and I mentioned Gaza uh, a moment ago and the diverted attention, we all need now to pitch in to help to keep Ukraine in the headlines, not just to present it as an act of charity towards Kiev, but as something which is in our fundamental interest for our own security. Western governments, therefore, need to help the Ukrainians to communicate. The days when we could rely upon inspirational speeches by Zelensky are over. This is everybody's responsibility. It was positive this week that the American and the German defense ministers showed up in Kiev, along with a big EU delegation, to show that we still care about Ukraine and that we're still supporting them as well, combating Ukraine fatigue. So there are five things that we need to get right during the uh, winter uh, months. It may be a pause in military operations, but if it also turns into a pause in economic relations, in uh, tightening the sanctions, uh, in diplomatic efforts to support uh, uh, Kiev, in help to get it through the winter, in rethinking the military strategy. If we pause on all of those things, then Ukraine certainly is going to lose this war. Thank you for listening today. I look forward to engaging with you again very soon. Bye from London for now.